The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Berg Dog Shorts. The greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That is birddogs.com slash pool. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice of the guys. Me, really relevant and relative from Virginia here at your service. And we are back. Very inopportune time, but we're back. I would just like to go ahead and call out any odds maker out there. Anybody that says they run a sports book and that they pride themselves on customer loyalty because all of you are fucking cowards. Excuse my French, but you all are fucking cowards because there is no reason that we should have to wait until the middle of the night to get WNBA lines when you didn't have a game all day prior. This weekend, we didn't get lines for Sunday until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. 7 a.m. Eastern Time. It's ridiculous. For a game that started at 1 p.m. Eastern, first lines available. Insane. Absolutely insane. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Got my co-host with me on this episode, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Uh, looking forward to going through today's card. Definitely a weird Saturday night because we were waiting until about 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. before we finally called it and realized they're not going to pull lines up. So we tried to get an episode out on Saturday night or early Sunday morning. Technically, didn't work and out then, because. And then, so not only did we wait till 2, 2 3 a.m. in the morning, I had a flight at like 6 so I was up moving, trying to get to the airport around five. And I said, you know what? I got enough time. I can sit and record a 20 minute episode. Still no lines. It's not fun. Yeah. But, you know, I'm hoping maybe with the NBA being over and the fact that WNBA is pretty much the only basketball left, maybe they'll put lines up earlier. No. Who knows? No, they're not. They're fucking cowards. I doubt I mean, they will. But I know way, we're going to kill them. They know it. Mm hmm. Yeah, just but so... either way, it's frustrating, it's annoying, but here we are, and we got three games to go through. So. Yep, and we're about to go through them now and get, make this quick and easy because we got to get this out to the people. For those that don't catch us live, youtube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast, where you can catch WNBA Gambling Podcast live. We're going to go ahead and get this out podcast for them so people can listen and make their own conclusions. So first game up on the slate, we have the Washington Mystics traveling to Indiana to play the Indiana Fever. Line opened up at minus six and a half. It is currently at minus four and a half. 157 and a half is the total. That's come down three points from 160 and a half. Injury report here from these two teams. And I see here for, whoa. Let's refresh that because that's not refreshed. I see here for the Indiana Fever, clean, nothing to expect there. For the Washington Mystics, I have EDD, who is probable with a neck injury. So she missed last game against the Storm. She is now probable to make her return to the lineup for this game. 
With that all going into consideration, Scott, the line is now four and a half. What do you like here? I think I'm going to lean to Indiana. Even though this team has been quite competitive this year compared to previous years, they haven't won many games. They're only two and six. However, there's been a lot of close games against some good teams. Now, the Mercury are not good. They lost the game by three. Indiana, probably a favorite for the first time in, what, three years? And they lost that one. <laughs> a very long time. Long there was time. no reason you ever should have yeah. made them favorite. Either way, they beat Minnesota the game before that. Lost to the Sky in overtime. The Sky are a pretty good team, apparently. Uh, lost to Vegas by four, which is actually one of the most impressive losses of the season, to be honest. Uh, played <laughs> Connecticut, lost by three. You're looking at Washington, though, and once again, congratulations on beating the Storm back-to-back -back games. Like, we're proud of you, but they're 5-3. Oh, and three. You only covered one of those games, by the way. <laughs> what do you mean? They only covered one. So oh, they sorry, yeah. Them, okay. They got the win outright, but they only covered them one in the one of those games. That, well, that was the point I was going to make, was that you're looking at the Mystics, and they win a lot of games close. Uh, they're currently 5-3, and three, but to read off the margin of those wins beat the storm by six and by seven storm one or one of the worst teams in the league probably the worst team in the league uh lost to the Lynx by two beat dallas by one beat chicago by two and then they lost the uh two games before that to chicago i know they started the year off with a good start against the liberty but the point is the mystics really never make it easy on themselves and indiana's been frisky they don't win many games, but at least they're competitive, and they probably should have won a couple of games. But the fact that Indiana's been playing up the competition against a Vegas, against Connecticut, against some of these good teams, I don't want to lay four and a half with the Mystics when they win every game by one or two points. I'm going to take the fever. Yeah, I'm completely fading the Mystics thus far in this season. We're already here seven games in, and they are one in, well, eight games in. They're two or six overall against the spread. They are one in six as a favorite one and three on the road whereas again you talked about this indiana team five and three overall ats on the season five and two as an underdog i mean i don't know why they ever they shouldn't have been <laughs> they shouldn't have been a favorite at all i know how much we well i no, you do it too. We you do. shit on the Mercury. Yeah, we should. I said the they might, I said they might miss the playoffs. That was like plus. I said thousand. they might be the worst team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we knew without Diggin Smith they were screwed. Just nobody yeah. wanted to admit it. So. Yeah. So, so I mean, it makes sense why I get it, but this is a very good spot. I'm not. I'm just fading this Mercury team, and then. Yes, is the is the not Mercury this Mystics team? It, yes, is this Mystics team defense really really good? Yes, but their offense sputters. And now you're telling me that EDD has you know she could have a good game. She could very well not. There's still a possibility that she doesn't even play because we know how these WNBA injury reports go. So it's just like there's way too many variables. And I think that Indiana, who's been keeping games close with good teams all year, is has is in prime position to do it again. I wish we got a better number, but four and a half, I still like it. I'm taking a four and a half, and I'm sprinkling on the money line for the Indiana Fever today. Well, it definitely would have been my lock if it was still six. Uh, I might revisit this game later anyway, but at six, it would have been my lock. But unfortunately, it's now at four and a half. Both teams are healthy, though, and it does seem like Indiana is kind of gelling. So I am going to go mm -hmm. with the Fever plus the points. The total I'm a bit torn on because the Mystics are a good defensive team. Indiana is not. So something's kind of got to give here. I think I'm going to lean to the up. Oh, I, I think I'm going to lean to the over, but I really don't feel great about the total, to be honest. I know the Mystics um, defensively were very good the last two games, but Seattle's a mess. And did, Julie did not play in both games, right? 
she, she played in game? the second game. She played okay. in the second one. She did not play in the first one. Either way, the point is Seattle's offense was a little bit compromised for at least one of those games, which might yeah. inflate their numbers. I'll I lean think, to the over, but I don't feel, really feel great about the total. So both of these two teams, polar opposites, five and three to the over for Indiana, one and seven for the Mystics. We knew the Mystics are a diehard under team. I think how I want to play this is a team total and not yeah. because I do I don't trust Washington offensively to be able to take advantage of anything, any defensive, you know, mismatches, any defensive struggles that the uh, Indiana Fever are going to give up because I just can't trust Washington's offense at all whatsoever, but I can trust their defense. And so there's a world possibility where we cover this and Indiana still doesn't hit their team total. Yeah. And there's also a world of possibility where we're wrong and Washington actually comes in here and blows the brakes off them and Indiana still doesn't cover their team total. Yeah. So I'll take an Indiana Fever team total under. Let me pull up the line for that. Uh, here we go. We have. I see uh, seventy six and a half. Yeah. So seventy six and a half. I'll I'll take that. At eighty, close to eighty, is a lot to ask for for you know a Washington Mystics defense that is really really good and the Indiana offense that's still kind of figuring things out. It's not too many times that they've given up this total this season. Actually, I'll tell you how many times they've given up over 76 and a half this season. It looks like they've only given it up one, two, two times to the Sun, who are different caliber. Yeah, so I guess the Lynx one, if you want to call that. But the Sun, we understand there's a big level of – there's a huge difference between Indiana's offense and the Sun's offense. So – yeah, I will go ahead and take Indiana team total under 76 and a half. That's probably going to be my play on the total there. Uh, any player props, anything that you can just think of that catches your eye? Uh, well, for this one, I am kind of tempted because of the fact that Indiana has a lot of size. I am wondering who is exactly going to be rebounding for this team uh, for Washington. And I am mm-hmm. tempted by Deladon rebounds. I see the line at six and a half. And I think that line's too low. She's had at least seven rebounds in each of the last three games, at least seven rebounds in five of the last six games. But once again, I understand she might be physically compromised, so maybe there's a minute restriction there, which is the concern. Mm-hmm. But with Indiana having that much size, somebody's going to have to rebound for Washington. And if you like Indiana team total under, that means they're missing shots. So mm-hmm. I'll go with Deladon rebounds over. Uh, I just think that that's a pretty good spot to... Uh, potentially capitalize on the matchup itself where they're going to need Deladon to help out on the boards. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, once again, if she's going to have a full, uh, I'd say, amount of playing time in this game, which is a bit tricky. But if she ends up potentially being on a minute restriction, then I got to pivot to Austin rebounds at nine and a half or Austin double-double, probably just the rebounds because she's had at least 10 rebounds in four of the last five games. She's been really solid on the boards and she's going to play a bunch of minutes. So either Deladon rebounds or Shakira Austin rebounds. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean more to Austin now that I think about it, because once again, there's a variable of Deladon getting a minute restriction. Mm-hmm. But I have to be on Austin rebounds here because we said going into the year, Indiana's strength would be the depth they have on the inside. And Washington needs somebody to rebound, and Austin's their best rebounder. So give me Austin over nine and a half rebounds. All right. I am interested in Shakira Austin points 
14 and a half. Just she's second leading scorer on this team. And again, we don't know what's going on with EDD. Sat 14 and a half. She's been over this three times this season already. And I think that this is another spot where Aaliyah Boston could help her out with this, to be honest. You know, she gets into foul trouble and yeah. she uh, can send her to the line and help her get some, you know, quick and easy ones that, that'll help push us over this total. I've been torn on if I wanted to back Nalisa Smith points or Aaliyah Boston. I think I am. It's kind of a little bit of a hedge because if Aaliyah Boston is not in foul trouble, she's clearing 13 and a half. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like a zigzag type thing. Nalisa Smith had the last really good game against the uh, Mercury this past weekend. And now I think Aaliyah Boston kind of comes back because it's always one of those two bigs. Like one of those two bigs for them always has pretty much of a good game. And I think about the perimeter defense of the Washington Mystics. If there's anywhere to attack this defense, it is probably going to be on the inside and just making life hard for Shakira Austin and trying to wear her down as the game goes on. So, yeah, I'll take Aaliyah Boston 13 and a half and maybe a little sprinkle on her. Uh, 20 plus at plus 420 because I think she actually really can have a good matchup. I know Shakira Austin is excellent defensively, but uh, I think that she can wear her down throughout this game and kind of get some of this later in that second half. So maybe a 20 plus on Aaliyah Boston as well, plus 420. Yeah, makes sense. All right, before we get into the next game of the slate, got to talk to you about Edge Boost because Edge Boost currently offers up $2,500 in betting advances. Look, that is amazing. You're getting an extra $2,500 added to your bankroll. Do you know what all you can possibly do with that? Like, you can do so much with that. This And guess what? You don't have freaking the mob outside your door with baseball bats looking to collect their money. No, they're not over here saying that you owe an extra 15%. No, it's 0% interest. You pay it back over weekly, da- uh, daily, monthly, weekly, all of that stuff. You can pay it back. And guess what? Just hit your bet. You hit your bet and then you get all of that bankroll back. You can pay back the loan. And it's amazing. It's so great. It I, I can't explain it anymore. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge just to sign up. Sign up and go check it out. Just sign up. Go check it out. If you don't like it, don't do it. But just sign up and go check it out. You want to support me. You want to support this podcast. You want us to keep going. Do you want us to go to five days a week? It's possible. Are we doing it right now? No. But it's possible by supporting us. Support us. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge and sign up today. Must be 21 years or older. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Next game on the docket. We have the in Atlanta Dream on the road going to play the New York Liberty. Liberty opened up as a minus 11 and a half point favorite. It is now over to minus 10 and a half. Total had crazy movement. Total set it says it opened at 166 and a half. I never saw that. Maybe somebody somewhere foreign got it. I didn't see it. It's now up to 171 and a half. Injury report here and the biggest news. Sabrina Ionescu is expected to be out for this game with a hamstring injury. Uh, She's doubtful, listed doubtful right now. We'll see if she plays or if she doesn't. They've been talking about this hamstring for about the past week, and it looks like she's at the point where she's going to potentially miss a game tonight. So that will be big for this New York Liberty team. And for the Atlanta Dream, looking at the injury report here, Ari McDonald out for insert for a while with a shoulder injury. Daniel Robinson still out with that knee injury as well. So, Scott, with the information 
of Sabrina Ionescu doubtful with that hamstring injury. What do you like here? So I think for this one, I'm going to lean to the dream uh, just based on the fact that it's still early in the season. Unescu is arguably the best player on the team, probably second best because I think Brianna Stewart's the best player in the league, or at least she's top th- top two. So the point is Unescu has been great uh, so far this season, kind of becoming more of a shooting guard. They're letting Vandersloot handle the point more, and it has resulted in some instant chemistry. But with Unescu being out, I can't really back the Liberty laying this many points. Now, I think my favorite play in this game, I know it's going to sound intimidating because, once again, the Dream can't guard anybody. The Liberty team totals at 90 and a half, <laughs> and Unescu's not playing. I got to take the under on principle. Like, I, I understand the argument is, well, the Liberty did score 100-plus over the weekend. They scored 106 against the Dream on the ninth. But it's a completely different team with Unescu out of the lineup. And I do think there's going to be an adjustment period there for the Liberty. Unescu in that 23-point win against the Dream had 37 points in 35 minutes. And now suddenly those 37 points don't exist. So I do think, once again, the Liberty are still going to win this game. I think that they're talented enough to overcome uh, Unescu not playing. But for the sake of a team total, 90 I mean, they've and only- half. Missing They've only gotten over that in the past two games this weekend, Friday and yeah. Sunday were the only two times they've gotten over that total. And I mean, you played the fever. You still only got the 90. You played the storm. You got the 86. Like they've had issues getting over this. And now you're you're taking away a scorer. So yeah. maybe do we see Maria Johannes come into the starting lineup? And, you know, she's always lethal from three. So. Maybe, you have chemistry but, issues at that point. Like, you have yeah, to reinvent and, the entire rotation. I, I got to be on the team total under 90 and a half. Yeah, it's just, I, Brianna Stewart, we know she's going to score. And are we going to get it 100% from Menage and Laney? Maybe, maybe not. Are we going to get 100% from Courtney Vandersloot? Maybe, maybe not. Jacqueline Jones, I think we could feel confident in thinking that she potentially could score as well. But it, it's just too many question marks for an Atlanta Dream team who just played this team. And I don't, have they had a game? Did Atlanta have a game in between? I believe they did. Uh, sorry. Yeah, they played Connecticut. Yeah, they did. They yeah. lost Connecticut. I remember that. Uh, so, but still, they play. They just played on Friday, and here we are on Tuesday. So, yeah, I like that team total under, and I'm I'm gonna roll with Atlanta plus ten and a half, and just say that Atlanta keeps this one a little closer uh, this go around in New York, especially in the lights of being in Brooklyn and everything like that. The line feels so disrespectful. I understand Atlanta is not good, but still, I mean, that that's an insane line for a team missing our it's second best player. I mean, yeah, that's, that's very much so. So, all right, player props. Uh, so even though I am leaning to the Liberty, uh, under, for the team total, I, I got to be all over Vandersloot assists. I think that's probably mm-hmm. my favorite prop in this game. It's an auto bit. I, I think it has to be. Like I, I think she's in line for a double double. I mean, in fact, I would kind of be shocked if she didn't get a double double because UNESCO, even though she is becoming more of a shooting guard, she still has the ball in her hands a lot. And even though I do love Brianna Stewart, John Quell isn't exactly a player that you. Of course, you know, she's going to be in the post anyway, so that's not mm-hmm. going to help you with the ball handling perspective. But the point is, Vandersloot should have the ball in her hands all the time. Uh, you mentioned Joannis, who's mostly a three-point shooter, so she's not exactly going to be handling the point responsibilities. Maybe mm-hmm. a little, but not that much. Vandersloot assists I have to like, and I feel like i got to be on Brianna's store points. If Unescu is out and you're trying to figure out how they delegate the shots that are now suddenly Oh, no, available, you just keep giving it. You just keep giving it to They're going Brianna to Brianna. Stewart. I mean, I, I, I got to blindly be on the most 
public props imaginable for this game. I got to take Vandersloot over in assists, and I got to take Brianna Stewart over in points because if Brianna went for 30 in this game, her points mm-hmm. prop is 25 and a half. I got to be on the over because Atlanta, once again, isn't good defensively. Brianna Stewart is still a top two player in the league, and they're going to have to rely on her with with Ionescu being out. So give me Brianna Stewart over in points and Vanderswood over in assists. Yeah, I like it. I'm there with you. Uh, Brianna Stewart is at 25 and a half points. I see her 30 plus points at plus 275, and I don't know. I, I just feel like I got to play it. So I want to ask, where, where do you find the alternative lines? Because FanDuel. Okay. I'm not, sure if does, league, I'm not sure if they have alternatives in... Oh, they do have it. Okay. I wasn't sure if they had it in. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. they, they're very sketchy with it sometimes, but... Uh, it's plus 275. I mean, that's... Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot worse plus 275 bets out there than Brianna Stewart to score 30 points against the Dream. Yeah. Uh, I just... I think she's really going to dominate scoring, honestly. I think the question for our Liberty is who is going to be the second and third option. Like, I'm sure... We want it to be John Quayle, but that's going to slow the pace down tremendously. Tremendously, then we're going to really, really be looking at that under ninety and a half. So, by the way, to go through the one head-to-head meeting this season, Stewart had twenty-five points on seven of seventeen shooting, and Unescu took eighteen shots. So, mm-hmm. if you want to add a couple shots here and there for Stewart, she went to the line seven times, made all seven free throws. She still had a good game the first time around, mm-hmm. and it was a blowout, so she only played thirty minutes. I, she might be in line for a massive stat line here. All right. Alicia Gray over 16 and a half. She has gone over this line in four, three of the last five. No, four of the last six. I'm sorry. Four of the last six games that she's played. She had 17 uh, against the Liberty last yeah, game. 17. Kind of a crazy stat, by the way. They lost by 23. Gray played 31 minutes. She was a negative 37, mm-hmm. which... I, you don't see that often, but she's still Atlant- one of Atlanta's best players. So she when, went over when she's efficient, line. she's going like when she's efficient, she's going to be really, really good. And yeah. the issue is just kind of efficiency with her and uh, uh, Ryan Howard a little bit. But I'm going to roll with Alicia Gray. She's been over that line very, very consistent recently. And I think that she has a chance to not only go over that, but be be one of them people to put up 20 plus points. Like I think between. You know, her and Ryan Howard, somebody's getting a 20, and I'm just putting my horse on Alicia Gray here. So, all right. Before we get to the last game being played tonight, got to talk to you about a new sponsor to SGPN, to the WNBA Gambling Podcast, and that is Bird Dog Shorts, the ultimate dad shorts. Like, these are the boss of dad shorts, and I think they're great. And you have these stretch khaki shorts. They kind of fit slimmer. And, you know, a wise man once told me that sky's out, thighs out, and that's the vibes for this summer. I just want you to know that's the vibes for this summer. Skies out, thighs out, and make sure you're doing that with your bird dog shorts. You can get swim shorts. You can get khaki shorts. You can get whatever you need for any situation that you need. They have it all handled for you. Go check them out at birddogs.com slash pool. I'm letting you know that I'm getting active. I'm getting active in bo- I'm going on hiking, I'm going outside swimming. You know, I love to be around the water. I'm doing all that and I'm getting active in my dad's shorts. 
I, I'm just practicing. I'm practicing from when my child is here and they see me walking around in my khaki shorts and my polo tee and they're like, dad. And I'm like, what, son? Don't talk to me about that. This is what dad's wear. Da-da-da-da. I'm be on the grill and my dad's shorts and the dad cooking shoes all summer. And I'm letting you know I'm doing it with bird dog shorts. So bird dogs, bird dogs with a S dot com slash pool. Enter promo code pool. And you can get a Yeti style tumbler with your order, a free tumbler with your order, birddogs.com slash pool. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you that. Please take them off and wash them though. All right. We have last game of the slate Seattle Storm traveling to Phoenix to play the Phoenix Mercury. Storm are catching six and a half on the road. 161 and a half is the total here. And that line actually increased. It opened up at minus four and a half for the Phoenix Mercury, and it's now up to minus six and a half. And there are injury no injuries report. for Seattle, so it's not even like there was a last-minute injury news. Nope, thing this there. is pure line sharp movement going towards the Mercury. Shea Petty is probable. Looks yeah. like she's probable. Mariah Jefferson is questionable. I was going to say, still- no offense to Petty, but her missing last game and now returning, I doubt, is resulting in a two-point line movement. A line <laughs> No offense to her, but... Yeah. You know. And don't nothing to report, as you said. I mean, I'll kick us off. I don't know if you're afraid of the line movement. I'm not afraid at all. This Seattle team has been really good to us this season, man. And the game. So look, Seattle's four and three against the spread, and I know exactly what you're saying. As soon as a couple I miracle that, covers in there, but they're four and three. There are miracle covers that they got, and the games that they didn't cover, they did. The only one that was just clear cut they weren't covering was the first game of the season against the Aces. All the others were on the hook. The Sparks game was on the hook. They lost by seven, and it was six and a half. The Mistis game was on the hook. They lost by six. It was five and a half. This team is always going to be there. They are going to be there, and I just don't know how I can fade them. Now, what goes against them? 0-1 ATS on the road. But again, that one loss was against the Sparks, where they only lost it by one point. So I I don't I don't know. I I. I can't get away from it. This Phoenix Mercury team is two and five ATS on the season thus far. One and two at home. One and two is a favorite. I, I just don't think you should be laying points with the with the Mercury. This is a game where it didn't matter who was favored. I was gonna take the dog regardless because both of these teams are bad. But I just cannot buy myself into t- laying over two possessions with the Phoenix Mercury. I'm taking the Seattle Storm plus six and a half. Yeah, for me, just to be clear, there's a 0% chance I actually bet this game on the side of the total because I hate both these teams. But Seattle is not good, 1-6, worst team in the league. However, you look at who they've played against, they've had a really difficult schedule so far this season. They played the Mystics twice. They played the Sparks twice. We both like the Sparks. We think they're going to be a playoff team. They played the Liberty, played the Aces, and they played the Wings. Now, the Wings are 5-4, and so they're decent. In general, they don't guard anybody, but they're a decent team. They're still a spectacular the, playoff team. But that means the worst team they've played against is the Sparks, who's four and four. <laughs> Every team they've played this season is currently at 500 or above 500. So I'm not going to fully excuse Seattle for being an underwhelming team, but I have to at least acknowledge that they have had a really, really tough schedule so far this season. And they're still four and three ATS. So I'm going to lean to Seattle. It's mostly because I don't trust Phoenix at all. 
congratulations on beating the fever as an underdog on the on the road last game. But I based on who <laughs> Seattle has played, Phoenix is right now the worst team that Seattle's faced this season. And I'm going to factor in that narrative. So give me Seattle plus the points. Yeah, I'm I'm all over Seattle. I think that this is clear just name value of why money and they're just letting it pour in and letting I think the books are letting the line increase because they know that like Seattle's like you said, nobody under 500, nobody yeah. under 500. If we look at all the teams they play, they played every single one of them is a playoff team yeah. for certain. And I don't know if the Phoenix Mercury are a playoff team. Going to the year at plus one thousand. I'm calling for Seattle on the money line for Phoenix to miss the playoffs. Like we we thought with Diggin Smith, this team was just overvalued. And I know Griner's been good, Tarazi's mm-hmm. been fine. They don't have much depth, and I'm also really not a fan of their coach. It seems like there's no overall game plan or no defensive identity with this team, and that's a problem. I know Seattle's a well-run organization. You just the issue is they lost so much talent, but I can't look past the tough opponents they faced. Phoenix is definitely the easiest opponent they faced so far, and we're about three weeks into the season. I'm gonna just go ahead and call for the game script that's been happening with these Seattle games. Oh, you mean Phoenix season. going up double digits and then Seattle covering in the back door with like a covering, if not winning outright. So I'm looking. Where is the halftime full time? All right, it's not on DraftKings. Let me go back to FanDuel. Where's the halftime full time bet? Uh, oh come on, you have this bet. I've seen it. I've seen the bet before. Now nobody wants to post the bet when I now when I'm when I'm trying to lock. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. DraftKings does have it. So Phoenix Mercury to win the first half and the Storm to win the game is plus eight fifty. Uh, okay, that, that deserves a sprinkle because that's been the game script of the Storm all season, all season. So I, I think the Storm cover. I think the Storm have a chance to win outright. I'm going to sprinkle. I'm on all the dogs here. I'm on all the dogs. Yeah, so. so am I. And I'm not a guy that's usually, you know, going not. for the underdogs. But DraftKings also says 92 percent of the money is on the Phoenix Mercury. That that part does 92%, not surprise me. Ninety two is betting Phoenix minus six when they're two and five on the season. Like it's all, it's right, all because they keep showing grinder highlights if we're going for twenty, but they're still losing. Uh, I think yeah. my favorite prop in this game. I know I was critical of her during the off season. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wrong because Tarazi is. You know, up there in years, she's currently mm-hmm. forty, but her points prop feels a little bit too low in this game. It's at six. It's at seventeen and a half, and you're looking at the actual games recently: eighteen last game, twelve the game before that. Okay, mm-hmm. nineteen, nineteen, twenty-three. And I didn't mention, by the way, against Indiana last game, she only went six of sixteen from the floor, and she's still at eighteen points. <laughs> I got to be on the over because I know when in yeah. doubt the volume will be there. And the other game she went under here, she played the Sparks in the first game, four for 15 from the floor, still at 15 points. Game after that played Chicago at 16 points, five of 17 from the floor. In other words, when she doesn't have a god-awful Michael Porter Jr. performance from the outside, she'll go over the number. So I'll be on the over for Tarazi. I think that 100% we are going to be on this team after Skylar Diggins Smith gets some reps on her because oh, for the second paper, season in a like, row, good with Diggins Smith, but yeah, I mean, I, for the too second, old to carry the backcourt for the second season in the row, Diana Taurasi is the second best player on her team. Yeah. And she's for 40. the second season in a row, probably for the second time in her entire basketball career. She's the second best player on her team. Yeah. Because Skylar Diggins Smith was way better than her last you year. You can argue and third, Griner. honestly. Griner's been, Griner's been really good this year. 
no, so, but that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm technically Skylar Diggins Smith hasn't played, so I'm saying. Okay, so, so yeah. you're the best player's grinder. Okay, I'm yeah, the best go, best player on this team by far. Is so when healthy, she's the third best player, on the which team. is We're insane because okay. she just came from being in prison for a year in Russia, yeah. and now she's walked in and she's the best player on their team. Oh, that's that's why this Mercury though. team is Griner so bad. Has been really good. I got to give her props. She's been yeah. very solid. I, I, it doesn't look like she missed a beat. Like you would think she yeah. played basketball last year. All right. We didn't talk about total. I love the over. Love I'm not going to take an under with, with these. Love teams. the over. I'm betting the I'm betting the over. I'm that is a lock. Putting a lock on that. I'm betting the over. I love the over. Both of these two teams are horrendous defensively. Like horrendous. And to the point where I'm pretty sure. Let me go back and pull it up so I'm not lying. Cause people will call me out. I'm almost positive they are last and second to last in terms of points per game. Let's see here. Opponents points per game. You have oh well no. Nope, I, I got to assume there. Dallas or Atlanta somewhere ahead of them because they're yeah, so, really bad defensively. So Phoenix Mercury are dead last at eighty six point four points per game. Atlanta, Dallas, Minnesota, Indiana. Then you are the Seattle Storm, and I think a lot of that is probably that. I think that's the two game series with the Mystics that's pulling them up because the Mystics can't score. And so those were low-scoring games because Seattle was, prior to this weekend, Seattle was at the bottom. So I think the two games with the Mystics are pulling them yeah. uh, up. But it's still 83.6 points per game. 86, 83.6 points per game for Seattle Storm. 86.4 points per game for the Phoenix Mercury. Like, they, they can't def- defend anybody. They can't do anything. Like, they just allow scoring. So I think that scoring is going to run rampant in this game. Give me the over 161. I'm putting a lock yeah, on that. Yeah, to the over, too. All right. Uh, let's move on to our lock and dog, lock and dog time. We've hit all three games. Scott, I'll give you the floor first. What do you like here? All right. Uh, I guess we're changing the mojo. Uh, oh, wait, so is for- that the mojo? Wait, I get confused because freaking Moon you, changed the I always let you me. go first, but I don't know how oh, you've been yeah, going yeah. lately. Are, 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 okay. Do we need a mojo switching or what's the story? Nah, I think we've been doing good. I, I haven't been on the show in like a week and a half, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm. I'm, nah, I'm sure. doing. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I hit uh, Marina Mabry 280 the other day, nice. and I think last episode was bad, but the episode before that was good. It's, it, I need a couple episodes for a mojo change, so let's go. You can go it. first if you want it. All right, for my lock. I'm assuming you're going back to the over in that storm Mercury again. I'm trying to decide if I want to do that over, if I want that New York Liberty team total under, or. Uh, nah, it's really just between those two. But I'll yeah. go back to that over. That over is just—it just seems free, man. It's free, and it seems everybody's focused on the side, and they really should be focused on the total. So, give me the over one sixty-one and a half for the Seattle Storm, Phoenix Mercury. That is my lock for my dog. I got plenty to pick from, plenty, plenty to pick from. I don't want to go to the same game, so I'm not going to take Seattle. Uh. Let's go with the Let's go with the Atlanta Dream, man. Alicia Gray's been really, really good. So give me Alicia Gray. Twenty plus points. Plus one eighty two. Let's let's see. Let me make sure that's the right number there. Yeah, plus one eighty two, Alicia Gray, twenty plus points. There's multiple ways. If we're wrong and the Liberty actually steamrolled them again, she can get in garbage time. Otherwise, I think that she can have hopefully an efficient game that just pushes her over this line. She's been really, really good in scoring with the inefficiency that she's had recently. We talk about 
what she's done. And I told you that she's been over her points prop in four of the last six. So that already makes you feel good about 20. But she had 18 points on four from 11, 36% last game against the Connecticut Sun. She had 17 points on six for 14, 43%. That is a little better. She had 16 points against the Aces for 6 for 11, 54.4%. Like, she, when she gets active, you have a 19-point game against the Fever, 50% from the field, a 26-point game, 47% shooting against the Lynx. I think that when she gets active, she has a chance to put up. Her floor is decent. Her floor is 15 points about 15 points. That's her floor. I think that the sky is the limit for her. So I'm going to Alicia Gray, 20 plus points, plus 182. That is my dog. Scott, over to you. Uh, so for my lock and dog, I'm going to go with some player props. My lock's going to be Shakira Austin, over nine and a half rebounds at minus 130 on DraftKings. Simply put, Indiana has a lot of size, and the Mercury re- – uh, no, sorry, not the Mercury. The Mystics really don't. Deladon technically has size, but she's always been a pretty good rebounder. But now she's injured and she might be on a minute restriction. But mm-hmm. Indiana's fifth in rebounding rate. So I do think, once again, they're going to need a solid effort on the boards. The Mystics rank ninth for comparison. But Austin's mm-hmm. been very good at rebounding lately. And she's a bit of a double-double machine. And with Deladon being compromised, I do think that can give Austin extra opportunities for boards. But she's had, once again, at least 10 rebounds in four of the last five games. The one exception was the last game where she had nine but I do think, once again, nine and a half rebounds is a little bit too low for me. I'm going to go with the over on Austin rebounds. And for my dog, I'm going to go with a full home run swing here. I'm going to go back to the Liberty game. I'm going to take Brianna Stewart, 30-plus points at plus 275 on FanDuel. With UNESCO being out, there's more shots to be had. And Stewart definitely should lead the team in shots. She had 25 last game against the Dream. She only played 30 minutes. She went 7 of 17 from the floor. She should be north of 20 shots in this game. And even though I am leaning to the Liberty team total under, it's at 90 and a half. They're not expecting uh-huh. Atlanta to stop anybody. And if the Liberty are going to score 85, et cetera, maybe more, Stewart's going to score a lot. The ball's going to be in Vandersloot's hands a lot, and she's more of a facilitator. So with the added volume and the overall talent, because I think Brianna Stewart's a top two player in the league, give me Brianna Stewart 30-plus points at plus 275. Fun parlay to end the show. Let's take Brianna Stewart, 30 plus. Let's take Gray, 20 plus. Mm, I, I I didn't want to jinx myself. Okay. And but because that Leah Boston line is really, really high for 20 plus, and we just seeing how efficient she can be around the rim. Uh, I was thinking of Leah Boston as well, 20 plus. That's 18 to 1. I have too many concerns about Austin being just a good defender, but I don't mind the angle. If she then let's take, the then game. let's take her off and let's put. Mm, has Brittany Griner had a thirty Tarazzi's point game yet? Sh- I think Tarazzi's Brittany- got a shot to get twenty. Has has Brittany? Okay, Tarazzi. Oh yeah, Tarazzi. At, yeah, Tarazzi at twenty is is there plus one forty six, or uh, Jewel Lloyd thirty two oh five, Brittany Griner. 34, well, you like the over, and we think Seattle's going to cover. If they're going to cover, Lloyd's probably going for at least 28 points. Yeah, let's do that. 10-1, to Jewel Lloyd, Brianna Stewart. This is the old Seattle parlay. Both of them score 30. 10-1. to But I'm really – Brittany Griner is going to get a 30-point game. She she that's will not. at some point. She, she's right there. She's on the coast. Yep. All right. And that's enough. I'm probably going to have, like, maybe a couple of iterations of that parlay going on. But – 
Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, no, not really. Uh, about to do the, the NBA show for the season wrap-up mixed in with some early, early championship odds for next season. Because, yep. you know, why wouldn't we go through that before free agency and uh, whatever? Doesn't yeah, matter anyway. why not? Uh, looking forward to uh, going through the NBA. Congratulations while, on Nuggets and Five. Congratulations yeah, nice on to be Nuggets back. and Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the Nuggets in five. It, it felt good, but still uh, nice to be back on the WNBA show. Once again, though, calling out all odds makers. Give us some damn lines. That's it, all it, I have just, to say. it doesn't matter. They're fucking cowards. Pussies. Fucking pussies. All right. Um, I'm not on the NBA show. I'm actually about to run off into a conference meeting in just now. So I'm actually a little late for it. So I actually have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast. We're just going to end it like this. Hoops never stops. We're out of here.